Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And this little show we do, we have been doing for a few years now. And the heartbeat of the show is we want to talk to men about man things. Two men about men's perspectives. Because we're really good at sports weather and politics as men. But we want to talk about the stuff that matter for eternity. Really deep stuff. Because we're so deep of people, right, Kurt? <laughs> you have to be intentional for my us to wife, be deep. My wife uh, uh, um, says in a loving way, you, you men sometimes are a little too shallow. Well, we collectively can be, but we want to be a place for guys to start having conversations about important stuff, right? Yep. So we believe here that you are not walking in your destiny as a man unless you're walking with the person of Jesus Christ, a born-again person, walking down that road with the Lord. Now, that being said, if we look to Jesus being a big deal that we think he is, the question asked of Jesus was this, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus did not just give one, he gave two, because he's so generous and smart. But the first greatest commandment he said of all of them says, love the Lord God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And that's the greatest commandment. Now, the heart, mind, soul, and strength, we live in a world that I believe have those totally inverted, and we focus on the strength, which is the outer world. But Jesus said, your heart, which is inside of you, your mind, which is inside of you, your soul, which is inside of you. And so we're going to talk today about that, of those components, the soul. What does that mean, and how do we take care of it? So, Chad, we're going to go back a little bit to the Old Testament as we get started here. But I want to welcome our guests because we love having Brian and Tracy Cahoon. So, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, listeners, you just you, you heard uh, a male voice and a female voice. We usually have just guys here, but we wanted to bring a couple in. They actually have are fairly newly married. Like, like how long have you guys been married? Yeah, it's a year and a half. A year and a half. So, yeah. And listeners, I had the privilege of doing their uh, their wedding a year and a half ago. And so it's it's great to have you guys, and we're excited to have you on the show. We're happy to be here. So thank you. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks, Welcome. Brian. So hey, so we're going to talk about the soul today. And we've, we've talked about this before. Um, both of you have been through a kind of a two-year soul transformational journey that we call it. But before we do that, I want to give our listeners... Um, over 700 times in the Bible, in the old, te- in just in the Old Testament, the word soul is mentioned. And, uh, and so I, I, I'll just punt it out to you guys. Why do you think we, in the church, we don't talk much about the soul? Any oh thoughts? Boy. Yeah. You know, when, uh, when I learned about these soul care retreats, that was one of the first things I thought through was my soul and, and. How am I doing, and what does that even mean? And so, I, it it just feels like a uh, a topic that doesn't get talked about a lot, even though it is mentioned as, as you said over seven hundred times in the Old Testament. And so, part of this for me was really a journey of how is my soul, and what does all of this mean? And so, um, yeah, it it was a it was interesting uh, process, and and I had to start there. So what about you, Tracy? Uh, why they we don't talk about it in Christian circles as much? <laughs> yeah, you grew up as a preacher's kid. I know, right? Um, so I knew a lot about God. I knew all of the stories about Him, but then 
uh, life happens and there's things that come at us. And so trying to uh, figure that out, um, found myself, yeah, having those questions and longings. And so I think sometimes there's a division between secular and sacred in the church um, that we live our life one way and then um, different on uh, once we leave the, uh, the church walls, um, I think sometimes there's a division between our emotions and our theology. So our mind, that partition that you were kind of talking about, mm. and us actually being a whole person. And so that was one of the things I think that, um, that also there's not a pat answer for how do you care for your soul, that you actually have to take the thing that the Lord talks about and then interact with the Holy Spirit. And so there's not a checkbox. There's not a easy, you know, hoop to jump through. And so it might feel a little intimidating or unknown. And so sometimes it's scary to press into that. Yeah. I, I think sometimes we look at the soul as like, okay, I have a body and one day I'm going to die. And then my soul goes to heaven. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, we just kind of keep it like that. Mm-hmm. But actually in the, in throughout the scriptures, the soul is like kind of the entirety of who we are. It is our mind. It is our spirit. It's our heart. It's actually even our body. All of that is encompassing, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, with our soul. And so actually, interestingly, the Quakers used to ask a question. I think they still do this. Uh, they would say, how is it with your soul? And so I'm going to just ask you both, you know, Brian, you are in the financial world. You're a financial advisor. And okay. Tracy, you are a doctor. Um, talk to us how the soul can take some significant hits in this world and how we can get drained, our soul can be get drained, and and how that happens. So I guess for me as a doctor, it's interesting. I had a patient last night, and um, she was withdrawing from alcohol, and so she was running to things that thought that she thought would fulfill her or um, help her through some of the life's heartaches, and so. Um, after I did my doctor thing, um, I asked her, I said, so, you know, a lot of times people use that as a way to help cope and deal with things that are deeper or that we're struggling with. And she just starts crying. And she said that she dealing with a special needs kid, a, uh, elderly parent that they're, um, being a caregiver to. And then she said some things that got unlocked through, um, that there were some repressed memories of some abuse going on. Mm-hmm. And so here she is running into alcohol, which then is now causing her physical damage. She's also got relational damage because there's a lot of addiction lies that and hiding. And so helping her to see, hey, I can help you physically to get through this, but mentally, emotionally. And then I'd share my story. Hey, my life hit rock bottom, you know, six years ago. And I had to look at all of these aspects because I am a whole person, and so are you. So just me treating the physical thing right now is not going to help you in the long run. And so... G- giving her some pharmaceutical, you know, prescription, giving her medicine, giving her... Can be helpful, but that yeah. that is not the issue. It's, it's needed, but it's only a part. Yes. What about you, Brian? You know, I see a lot in the financial world where a lot of the clients that I'll work with their security is in their portfolio or their their um, investments. And so many times having to 
you know, I take that on at times. I mean, I, I'll feel it in, in markets like this. Um, a lot of, a lot of the listeners probably remember 2008, 2009 and just the toll that it takes emotionally on you when you open your statements or you work through your finances and to take a step back and just think through who are we putting our trust in and is it our portfolio? And for me personally, taking care of myself so that I can be the best I can be when I'm with clients to give good advice. I shared a story when I joined the business. I was 22 years old and I had a couple come in. They saved over a million dollars and they sat down at the desk with me and they said, we're going to just follow your advice. We'll, you know, do whatever's best. And while that was great from, you know, business, I'm trying to talk to people and I, I want to generate opportunities for business. Um, you know, I was, I was scared inside. And so to think through how people feel when they're in that moment, um, that's, that's been a big part of what I've tried to keep myself healthy and, and be right with my soul so that I can give good advice. Wow. We're going to continue to pick up on that, though. So we're going to take a break and come back. And if you're hearing this, you may dismiss it. But the truth of the matter is, if I asked you the question, how's your soul doing? You probably wouldn't even know how to answer that. Then I would ask, how are you doing? And then you may be able to give me some answers. Well, those two are kind of related. So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. Last segment, we were talking about introduction to soul. We were asking Brian and Tracy how that relates to them in their work world. But curious, when you start talking to people about their soul, what kind of what kind of answers would they give? So, Brian and Tracy, I want to ask you guys about you know we, you've been a part of a two year soul transformational journey, and my question to you would be. Why in the world did you want to go through that? Because as the listeners are probably going, what, what are they talking about? Why, why would we need to look, look at what? Uh, the soul? What? So why in the world would you guys do that? You know, the word that comes to mind when you ask me that question is just weary. I was at a season in my life um, where I was just weary and run down, but I didn't know why. And... The more that I, you know, I got a shoulder tap from a friend, learned about soul care, and um, just this idea of slowing down, and we might talk about this, but we get into the Enneagram and self-awareness. I learned a lot about that. I learned a lot about myself, that I, I'm wired to always be going to try to be an achiever and to take a step back and just slow down. Sounded appealing at the time, and then as I've gone through it. Now I've done it twice. So I've been through four years almost now. Um, it just, it's, it's developed a rhythm within me that, that I almost crave. And, uh, and so it's, it started from a place of weariness and just ex- exploring and it, um, it's kind of evolved from there. You made a statement and said uh, you about self-awareness. And I, I always make this comment. Most of us are less, self-aware than we actually think we are and um i'd agree yeah <laughs> yes tracy you said that very quickly yes, this is the, <laughs> my wife answering honest, for me <laughs> for guys it's probably a little bit more true 
Tracy, why in the world did you want to go through a two-year soul transformational journey? I don't know if I really wanted to, but <laughs> my friend, who her husband had done it, and he had such a, it was, they, he learned about it and the rhythms, and then he thought it was so valuable that he was like, I'll watch the kids so you can go on it. So then she's like, all right, well, let's get girlfriends to go on it. So she asked a couple of us girlfriends, and I'm like, sure. But then I started, and it was probably in a season that was, like you say, soul-weary, that we are more soul-weary on a level that we don't even know. And I was going just through the motions of work and raising a kid and um, just doing life, and nothing was wrong or bad, but then – just over time, you get depleted because I wasn't practicing the things that would fill me so that I could go do those things. So it was kind of the same old stuff, um, maybe a lack of depth. I think the word's longing. There was a longing mm. for real. There was a longing for something else. And then I also hit kind of a um, needing to have rebuilding. And so taking a bigger picture look at life and was needed and whether we do it on the front end when um or whether we (laughs) end up being forced to because of life happening um we all hit that point where we have to look in yeah i mean many of us don't recognize that psalm 23 one probably one of the most (laughs) well-known passages in the bible the lord is my shepherd He is the one that leads me to green pastures and quiet waters. And then he makes a statement. This is King David's writing. And he says, and the Lord or he restores my soul. And I often ask the question, what is he saying about the condition of his soul? And, you know, what what do we talk about, Tracy? Brian? That it needs to be restored. (laughs) Life takes hits at you and... Um, and so learning the rhythms of the things that will help to refresh and refill in order to be able to live life in a broken world. And so whether it's being aware of my soul, cause I was also a very high achiever, do, 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 do for God. They were all good things, but they maybe weren't the best thing and learning how I operate then can get me to a very uh, depleted place. And then, um, but if I can try to put those rhythms in place, um, then I can um, be better for my husband, my kids, my coworkers, um, and for myself. Yeah, because if you're not healthy, um, you're, you're not going to be a real help to those around it's you. It's like the oxygen mask. You have to put it on first before you can give to others. Yep. Mm, that's good. The uh, the word that comes to mind for me, Kurt, as you talk about that, was uh, just clarity. And I think one of the visuals that helped me the most through the soul care journey was the, uh, the mason jar of lake water. And how when that thing is shaken up, it's so murky and cloudy. Um, and that when you set it down on the table, the visual of how the particles settle, it takes time. But eventually there's, there's clarity. The, the water becomes crystal clear. And that visual for me kind of summarized soul care where 
I, I didn't realize how cloudy the water was. And getting in this rhythm of every quarter, going and learning, listening, having time off. We're in a beautiful area where you can get out into nature and just settle down. That helped with clarity, which makes you, as Tracy was talking about, better at home, better with the kids, better with your friends, better at work. Better all the way around. <clears throat> Both of you mentioned the word rhythm, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute, but I wanted to kick back over to Chad because, Chad, you also have done this two-year soul transformational journey. Why in the world did you do it? Um, well, you asked me to do it, which is kind of <laughs> one thing that, that was kind of an issue. It's like, yeah, I'll do it. But um, I look back now, and I think uh, you can do really busy with a lot of religious activities. And that's, I'm not going to knock that, that it's not bad. But um, if you are so busy that you won't sit still and be quiet for five minutes, then that says there's something wrong with your inner world. Like if you told anybody, like I've done this before, it's funny, I'll be out somewhere in a business setting or, or whatever, and I'll say, let's take about a minute just to be still. And I said, I'm, I don't mean I'm going to keep a timer and we're not going to talk for one minute. And the squirming <laughs> that goes around. In 60 seconds. You can yeah. see people for 60 seconds. They won't be still. And it bothers them. And I think what we can do is we can numb all of that inner world by keeping our outer world just hopping. And the louder and the faster we go, the less we can hear what's really bothering us. And the truth of the matter is, I don't think we want to hear conviction. We don't want to hear something going on in our inner world to make us stop and go, hey, you need to address this. So at the short of it is I knew I was going a million miles and I'm still going a million miles. Okay, that, we live in a world, it's not, that's not going to stop anytime soon. But are we going to intentionally stop on purpose for the purpose of just being with the Lord and being still and resting? So that was really my, I said, I know I need this. Like everybody else, we're busy and going around. So, Well, you, um, you mentioned the word, uh, and, or maybe I'm, maybe I'm just thinking that you mentioned the word. In, the word invitation. And, and I, I think that's, it's the invitation from Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened and, you know, and worn out, and I will give you rest. Right. And I love, I love, I just love how Jesus was, I mean, a man fully on mission, fully. Yeah. I mean, talk about busy. He was really busy. Well, the, had, the, and, and a, lot of, a lot of demands. What were you going to say? The world does not reward rest. Right, it doesn't value rest. It'll actually make you feel guilty about it because it, it's not productive and there's not a money sign to it. Yes, so the world is the exact opposite when it comes to rest. God plants rest in our life biologically. If you don't sleep at night, <laughs> not don't sleep for twenty four hours. You have to go see Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't been sleeping for twenty four hours. What are you yeah. talking about? She's an ER doctor. But the world does not does not uh, celebrate it, but God requires it. And boy, that's a hard. Two things to marry together. Well, and the, in that almighty God, creator of the heavens and the earth, rested on the seventh day. Mm -hmm. and he, he didn't need to rest. Right. So um, 
that being said, we, we hopefully we've stirred something in you and we've got to, we're going to take a break, come back for two more segments to talk more about what it is to take care of your soul. And by the way, Brian and Tracy were not married when they came into the soul retreat. So you're probably listening <laughs> to them thinking, man, they weren't doing too well when they came right. into this. Well, they weren't doing too well individually, but then they came together. We can talk about dating and soul care. Yeah, there we go. So that'll be on the next segment. So thanks to Kurt, they helped meet and got married. So we'll take a break. And be back shortly to talk more about soul care in a married couple in uh, in, in Solid Century. So we are talking today about soul care and Brian and Tracy, for the first two segments, we're talking about what it looked like coming into a retreat as uh, individuals, and now they're a couple, so we get to hear a little bit more about what it means to do soul care as a married couple. And why in the world did you guys, I mean, you did you did the soul retreat separately, you know, in, individually, you didn't even know each other. No, for the first year, we didn't. We did not even know each other. We didn't even talk. I don't think we did. Yeah, I had my I had my blinders on, and my head down. I was you. You were focused. I was focused. <laughs> I was a, I was a good all, student. I remember one time that Tracy sat at your table, and I thought, "Oh my goodness, you know, Tracy's single and Brian's single, and they don't." Even, you were kind of clueless. You I, you were focused on. I the just Lord assumed Jesus. everybody was married, and I was there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I had yeah. girlfriends. And we were talking, and we had a good old time. But but then you you guys eventually you got married and then but you decided to do it again. Why 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 did you decide to do it again? I think for me that the first time around it was um, getting the big picture of the thing the rhythms the soul rests the soul um, uh, and the body that how things all get put together um, and so kind of like going back and rewatching a, a movie, you get to see the nuances. Like it's not all new information. So you can get more of the subtleties or the, um, uh, so it was, I got a lot more out of it the second time because I knew what was coming. So I could kind of focus on different aspects. Uh, was that true for it you? Was, yeah. Similar for me. And I think when, uh, as you ask that question, what comes to mind is I, I took soul care more as a lifestyle versus just taking a a course of some kind. Mm. And so to come back through it, to, to learn, to, to hear the material again, as Tracy was saying, um, more trying to build it into a, a rhythm and a lifestyle. Uh, first is just reading a book, just a, an ongoing reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. So you, again, you both mentioned the word rhythm. Talk about talk to our listeners about rhythm and specifically the rhythms that have been beneficial to you um, through this two year process. I'll I'll jump in. So uh, you know now being married, um, starting the day off. One of the uh, one of the topics that we talk about at Soul Care is uh, lectio divina, which is a way to read the Bible and. Um, and a unique way to read the Bible where you're reading smaller passages, you're reading them a couple of times, you're pausing, you're praying, you're reflecting, and and just letting God talk to you through that scripture. And so we have started our days off with doing a Lectio devotion. 
And that has been a just a very sweet rhythm. It's been a rhythm that when we don't do it, you know, you miss it. And you can tell something's off. And so it is kind of like the top button in starting the day. And not, not that everything's going to fall into place just because you do Lectio in the morning, but it does make a big difference. And that's been a rhythm that's been, I think, really uh, – really helpful to me. I think I can handle what life throws at me the rest of the day better. That's yes. <laughs> so you guys you, you guys talked about how to approach the Bible just listeners many times we read the Bible theologically, sometimes we read the Bible historically, sometimes we read the Bible devotionally, but really what we're after ultimately is we read the Bible relationally and transformationally. Yes. That that it's, this is this is one of the ways that we draw near to God, and he draws near to us. That's what James 4 says. And then, not just that we draw near to God in, in this relationship, but then we're transformed into the image of Christ. So uh, that's one rhythm of you know how, uh, just approaching Scripture a little bit slower, a little bit um, repetitive, so that it can soak a little bit deeper. Tracy, what about you? What have been some rhythms in your life that you've learned through the soul journey that have been helpful? Um, the soul feeding that Brian was talking about, um, that's actually also um, done to the kids. So the kids have started to um, hear it when they get up in the mornings. And so they just happen to, and so that's a good thing. Um, the, the quiet, the silence, and the solitude, I think um, – both he and I personalities are a very get it done, task oriented, and so um, we, I was life happened and I was forced to slow down and have to um, listen, and so I was at uh, Iron Bell a lot um, listening, and they have a place where you can just kind of sit with the Lord, but it's by myself and sometimes with quiet, sometimes with music, but I didn't know why that became so sweet. And then going through the soul journey and the way that you describe some of the things with soul rest, it just unlocked, oh, that's why that was so sweet. That's why that was so tender. And so it is like uh, what Chad was saying, like the cacophony of noise of just life coming at us, or we always have music on or the TV on in the background or things like that. But to intentionally, if we don't create a space for God, everything else will crowd it out. And so same thing with spending time with my husband or spending time with my kids. If I'm not intentional about it, it'll get put to the wayside. And so having to have that quiet to be able to hear, to then be able to interact and to fight the lies that the world says or that it's not worth it or it's not valuable. Yeah, well, we are accustomed to the only thing that we've got to be productive. We've got to go get her, go get her done. And there is a place for that. There is a beauty in that. Jesus, it's, the Bible says, work heartily is unto the Lord. At the same time, the Bible also says you need to rest. Be still and know that I am God. Chad, what are some rhythms that have been helpful for you? Because you've been through this now for almost six years. Yeah. Um, I think for me is having a, I, I'm not a good structure guy. I'm the loosey goosey. Hey, you know, so structure doesn't do well for me. So I, what I realized I need to start and end my day with the Lord and not just bookend him. Like say it's this and that it's to put my heart in his direction. If I am praying in the mornings 
I'm praying throughout the day. If I don't pray in the mornings, I'm flippant throughout the day. So it's like setting my heart in the morning, say I've got to stop and look in his direction. So I think the uh, praying the scriptures, so looking at the scriptures in a different way. I pray scriptures now almost more than I read them. Mm. And so as I'm praying through scriptures, that has taught me that this is words from heaven to me, not just for me, Mm. right? Like it's to me. That this is not just he's speaking. Yes, he's speaking to the blind man, and he's speaking to the leper, and he's speaking to Peter. But those words are for me as well to take and to chew on and to pray with. And so listening has been a lot more of a discipline that I had not had. A lot of my prayer life was one-sided. I'm talking, you're listening, I got to go. And if you had any relationship like that, where you walked in to have coffee with somebody and you started talking from the moment you sat down and you never listened to them and you said, amen, I'm out, and you leave, that's not super beneficial to both. It's not healthy. It's not. (laughs) It's not relational. It's not relational. So I think being still with the Lord and not necessarily listening to audible voices, but just being still and listening to hear what he, that to me was like a good rhythm that I started. The the other thing too is we, we we forget is that this is a spiritual practice. And sometimes like, it takes some practice. Mm-hmm. Do, do you, I mean, you're shaking your head, Brian. Um, your thoughts on that? Well, I'm, and I don't know this is going to directly answer your question, but uh, Chad mentioned the blind man, and I think as you get into Scripture and how God speaks and works through Scripture and through programs like Soul Care, I think I've shared this story with you. We'll share it on the air with everybody here. But uh, the um, the first year that we were there, you challenged us with the story of the blind man in Mark 10. I think it's Mark 10, 51, where um, the idea of how he was, you know, what do you desire? What He, he wanted Jesus, to talk yeah. to Jesus. And, you know, Jesus asked, what do you desire? And you challenged us with what do we desire? And so I've gotten better about the rhythm of journaling a little bit. So I journaled. That was our you know, kind of our homework from that, that passage. And I journaled six or seven things. Well, Tracy and I didn't know each other this time. We got introduced during the soul care program and we shared as we were dating, talking about soul care and that question, what do you desire? And so what we learned is that when we journaled, we had almost the identical same six bullet points of, of what we desire um, that you put us on assignment for when we were reading Mark 10. And so those are things that come. You're in the Word, God's speaking to you. And that was just an affirmation. We call it kind of an amp up the glory moment where you get affirmations along the way. Um, and so there's a, there's a quick story. That's beautiful. So we're going to take a break, come back for one more segment, talk more about what it looks like to care for your soul and to hear about from folks who have been on one side of it, now they're on the other. And uh, we're going to talk more about that here in the fourth and final segment coming up here on Solid Steps Radio. So, as we talk about soul care here in this fourth and final segment, I want to remind the listeners, so if you want to hear the show in its entirety, and you want to hear more about soul care and our show, go to Facebook, SoundCloud, or iTunes. Just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can listen to it in, in its entirety. 
without our commercials. But um, when I went on, I've been on it a couple few times now, and my wife has not went on it. Jenna has not went on it. You know, uh, it's just a timeline of, of when to do and not to do it. But what I did wrong on the first couple retreats is I would go home like it's a it's a Saturday. It's a 24 hour retreat from the best. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's Saturday at four o'clock to Sunday at four o'clock, give or take a little bit. Right. And when you come out of it, you come home like, man, this is going to be awesome. We're going to do a Sabbath and we're going to our Sundays are going to be totally different from here. And we're going to do this, this and this. And I, I, I tried to cram it down everybody's throat when I went back. That's effective, wasn't it? <laughs> not, not so much. So I think the one thing I would encourage anybody, first off, if you don't go with your spouse, still go. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that, it's not a spouse only. Uh, spouses only. But when you come back, you're, you're, you're being the messenger that you get to maybe carry something and do it, but not do not do it to people, okay? Do it with them and maybe incorporate it. That's a challenge that we had in the Russell house. But Jenna was like, okay, I see it, and let's, let's, let's jump on. But just because you've been on it, not everybody else is where you are, so you got to be careful when you kind of are introduced to these new methods of, of these tools of the toolbox, if you will. Well, and that's one of the reasons why it's beautiful when folks come as a, you know, just a guy or just a uh, you know lady, but there's also some real benefit going as a couple. And I wanted to ask Brian and Tracy, you know, what were the benefits for you two, you know, together? We touched a little bit on the last segment, but just expound on that as a couple, what you experienced doing this together. Well, I think just doing it together, we, um, you know, we were equally yoked. We were focused. We understood the terminology um, that you were sharing, and it allowed us just to, I don't know, do life together with this new focus of of slowing down, being still, um, focusing on our soul, talking in in ways that we probably wouldn't have had conversations about before because now we're talking about new topics that are brand new to us. We're learning together. Um, you know, we were we were just doing life together, um, and with a new focus and a new purpose. It was actually really good to be able to connect. So some of the articles or things or the chapters and the books that we had to read, it um, brought deeper discussion or things that we could talk about that weren't just daily life transaction stuff. Mm. So it was good connection. That's good, and, and connect at a soul level. Yes. So to um. To, you know, in our first segment here, talk about some other aha moments or some, you know, some takeaways that you like, you know, we want to make sure that we take this with us as a lifestyle for the rest of, for the, for the rest of our days on this earth. Well, I was, this story popped into my mind as we were at the break. Um, I was just to encourage people if they're a little intimidated by this. When I went the first weekend, we went out and uh, I, I went out by myself and I remember sitting on a picnic table at country lake and the idea was just to kind of shut down and um try to tune things out of your mind and just not think of anything um and i remember sitting there and i had a lot going through my mind i heard a bird thought well okay i wonder if that's a cardinal then i started thinking i wonder if the cardinals are playing i wonder if (laughs) who are they playing if they win this week are they bowl eligible i started going down this whole path of and so i start where you're at and it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you're at. I was, that was, I've, I've gotten a little bit better at that, but, um, that I would suggest just starting, um, wherever you're at. And, and, and this is a, 
it's a great uh, program to get in a rhythm. And um, so, yeah, Tracy. And kind of like you were talking about the rhythms of that, you know, just like a car or a marriage or a relationship needs maintenance or time put in or um, and uh, like oil changes that our soul needs to be tended to and cared for and fed and be aware of. And so finding these big picture rhythms to help um, our soul and um, that I think that um, for people coming in, that it's not just surviving life. Um, it was getting the tools to be able to thrive. Mm, that's well said. I, I would say this, listeners, in, it, it's a retreat every quarter. It's eight retreats total, and it is an opportunity. Each retreat builds on the previous retreat, so you just continue to build. And the goal is so that we can live a kingdom life in a rhythm with the Lord and with others so that we can be as life-giving and and as life-refreshing as possible for ourselves and for others. Yeah, I think um, when you look at Jesus' life, and the, what's the very first thing? He gets baptized. The Father in heaven says, this is my son whom I love. I am well pleased. It's the beginning of it at the beginning, right? And what's the very next thing he does? Goes to the wilderness. He goes out and goes by himself for 40 days and 40 nights by himself. That's got to tell you something about the importance of being alone with the Lord and pushing pause and kind of getting that rhythm with being with God. Mm. Brian, you also mentioned something, uh, I think it was in, in the break, about authentic friendships. Just comment on that briefly. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a two-year program. You've got about 40 people that you see every, every three months. And that was one of the, I think I probably went into it thinking of it more as a course. I'm just going to read books and listen and, and leave. But you, you truly do develop authentic relationships. You're having, to Tracy's point, even for us as a married couple, just having those real-life conversations and connecting at different levels with people who are strangers. But when you, when you leave, they're authentic friends. Yeah, and, and, and they might even become your wife. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to use that in your promotional materials, go ahead. Single people come to the retreat. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just teasing. But, I, but you I, know what? Seriously, because he was on this and because of that, I saw his character and I saw that he was wanting to grow on his own. That gave me confidence that I wasn't going to have to drag him or teach him or, you know, like he was doing on his own. And, and you saw this, this was not a cost to Brian. He was investing in his soul. Yes. And he was investing in his spiritual formation and, you know, that we need to do that. That was hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something deep, but I thought she was cute. So. <laughs> well, I, I just want to say thank you, Brian and Tracy, for coming in. And it has absolutely been a joy to have you on the journey with us, uh, you know, for 40 years. And Tracy, you come back on the on the radio. And you, you, um, you we did this a couple of years ago when you shared with um, a few folks. But I'm going to have you close in prayer. Would you pray for our listeners that we would be – we'd listen to our soul, that we would take care of our souls. And um, we're, we're responsible to do that. Would you pray for us? Yes. Uh, Papa God, we just want to come before you and we just want to acknowledge that this world is at odds with the health of our souls. And so you have given us that invitation to come when we are soul weary and longing 
or need to just come alive, that you have created a space and a place um, that you want to minister to our souls in order to feed us, to show us, to help us to be more aware of who we are, but also who you are and who we are in you, Lord, because that is the ultimate uh, process of being in step, not a step behind, not a step ahead, but to be in tune, walking with you, being dependent on you, Lord. And so um, living in a fallen, broken world um, that we can get depleted. And Lord, thank you for your word and your Holy Spirit and the gift of one another that can come alongside us and to help encourage, to help um, sharpen, to help um, uh, call us out when we need to, um, to get us back and put those um, safe guardrails around us as we walk through. Lord, I just pray for the listeners um, that are um, wanting to know more or uh, that you, Holy Spirit, are saying to them and that you are stirring something up inside of them and I just pray that you will help them um, to take that one step forward towards you and what that looks like in Jesus name amen amen thank you Tracy thank you Brian don't ever ask a preacher's kid to do a 30 second prayer I know right (laughs) (laughs) you know listeners if you're listening still we hope you are (laughs) Uh, you have a soul and you need to take care of it and God tells us to, and he wants you to, and he wants you. So furtherstillministries.org. If you're like, I'm kind of interested in this, go to furtherstillministries.org. There's a link there to find out when the next one is. We'd love to have you. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. With every step, I take.